Hello and welcome back to the Chatter Cave podcast where we talk media and I don't know why you're doing that because your hands are off screen a little bit, little fella. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, we talk media uh, usually in the form of reviews and most sometimes recently we've been adding little topics after the review that's very similar to the review but this time we're not because we're just doing the review. Um, yeah, uh, I'm your host, Dragon Thomas Shoes. I'm joined by the lovely. Oh, there's my hat. There you go. Uh, I'm joined by the lovely uh, Grogu, aka <laughs> Hayden, aka Likula, who's uh, decided to wear my Grogu hat for this because if you couldn't tell, we're continuing with something we. Uh... There you go. You can see a face now. <laughs> we're continuing with something we. I do not work with hats. That's stupid. Well, you're the one that said you wanted my hat. I wanted, the, I wanted the entire Grogu costume. I couldn't afford an entire Grogu costume. And it turns out I can't fit into a baby one. <laughs> That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> we tried, we tried. Um, but yeah, obviously, a few weeks ago, we, you know, ate nowhere, pulled Mandalorian out of our ass. And it was like... That's fine. And it was like, yeah, we did Mandalorian. And we covered the first series. Had a mm-hmm. decent time. Mm-hmm. Reviewing it and, you know, just discussing Star Wars in general kind of thing. So we're back now for the second series, you know, Mandalorian series two. We watched it. Did we finish watching it? Yes. Because we kind of started, we watched the first episode or two mm-hmm. after we did the review for the first series. And then we kind of spread it out whenever we had a chance to watch it. And we've, the last two days, we've kind of just been through the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, got to a point now where we're like, okay, we can actually talk about the show and, you know, give a opinion on it. Because this series picks up. Uh, after the finale where obviously you know they go on the, the merry ways and mm-hmm. they're like okay we need to find uh, essentially a Jedi a man- well we need to find a Mandalorian yeah. because the Mandalorian can lead us to a Jedi mm-hmm. so obviously that's how the series kicks off he hears well he goes to visit his that new woman from the last series the uh, mm-hmm. the mechanic Grogu's like, mum Gro- yeah Grogu's surrogate mother who <laughs> loves him to bits now and has a goat Mandalorian every time uh, she thinks he's mistreated him. <laughs> and obviously she sends him on his way into, you know, another part of Tatooine. Because mm-hmm. Star Wars loves back Tatooine. Tatooine, again. Vanessa has actually gone back to like an old, another place, in a city. What? Like the prequels. Tatooine? The new series is one of the episodes. It's got Fuck the that. one that's basically not focused on Mandalorian. It's basically mm. taking it to like a... I can't remember which city it is, but it's basically like one of the cities from the prequels, which is pretty cool. The main one? Or I can't remember. The one with the, the orders in? I can't remember. You'll see when you get to that series. Um, but yeah, obviously he sends him on his way into Tatooine to mm-hmm. basically go after this Mandalorian who obviously is wearing the Boba Fett outfit, mm-hmm. but it's not Boba Fett. It's obviously a uh, Marshall. But obviously that part of this is actually like kind of from the books. Mm-hmm. Like that character's like from the books, so I, I do like the fact that they are utilizing not just the cartoons yes. or the actual movies. They're actually going into it and going, okay, or the all the like extending canons, mm-hmm. extending lore. Yeah, they're, they're going through that and going, okay, it's utilized characters from books. Mm-hmm. In this case, obviously the Marshal. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name he plays him, but I know he's in the second screen film. Yes, but obviously. Yeah, it's not Boba Fett, and there's a whole thing with that. And that's the it's, that's the one episode of this show so far. I don't think it's done any series three. 
But and so far, that John Favreau's actually directed. He directed the opening for this series, which mm-hmm. is probably why it was on this massive scale. I mean, you got the crate mm-hmm. dragon, which looked amazing. Which, as you mm-hmm. said while watching it, you were going, "This is very Tremors like." Yeah, it's like a big tremor. Oh, oh graboid! They're called graboids. Well, I'm not a nerd, so I don't care. Well, you're the one that fucking referenced Tremors while watching it. I didn't. And I'm the one who fucking loves Tremors. You're just thinking it. I'll, I'll, I'll let... We'll move on. <laughs> Point proven. But yeah, obviously, again, each episode, he's, he's going on a different mm. quest to get to this Mandalorian, which eventually is obviously Bo-Katana, who mm-hmm. is from the Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. So that's another one they've got from that. And obviously then she sends him on his way. Another. To a Jedi, which is obviously Ahsoka from mm-hmm. Clone Wars Clone and Wars. Rebels. Mm-hmm. So the, from both shows, obviously she references the big villain from Rebels, obviously mm-hmm. the general. Um, can't remember his name. The blue guy. General blue guy. General yeah. blue guy. Yeah. He was my favorite. And obviously then <laughs> she sends him off elsewhere. I love how they get to like the, these people and they just keep sending them elsewhere. Yeah. Hey. I've heard you can help me. Yeah, go and see this person. I'm, I'm, is this person you want? Okay. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to go to this place? Yeah. You're, you're not gonna help. No, no, no. You, you got it yourself. I can't help you because that's your child now, and I can't help when a child has actually cares for people. It has to be a child that we've stolen from their parents and, and into our cult. Into our cult yeah. Because yeah. we all know Jedi is cults. Cultists. Yeah. This baby's too old. This baby's eighty. He's too old. 50. 50. He's 50. Oh, I thought it was 80. 50. I, I don't think there's a time jump even between the first mm. and second series, so he's still 50. I always thought it was 80. I know there's a bit of a time jump after this, but into obviously the Boba Fett and mm-hmm. into his own series. I know there is a time jump within that. And come back, he's like, you fucking walk there. Yeah, he's like, he's like, really, he's like really tall now. He's like yeah. a baby. He's like Groot. He's like, oh, language. He's, he's just teenage Grogu. <laughs> Oh, that'd be hilarious. That was. He's taller. He's taller than his actual fucking uh, <laughs> his actual species. Yeah. <laughs> he's the he's the odd one out. That's why he's special. He's gonna be taller than all of them. <laughs> he's gonna be human sized uh, Yoda, not a, basically a, a small puppet Yoda. Um, what if it's like a, not actually a baby Yoda? It's a species that copies what was raising him, and maybe Yoda was raising him at the time, and that's why he looks like like a like a little Yoda. But then eventually, I'll start turning. Pedro Pascal. Never know. Yeah, Gr- grows his own armor. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do like the fact that they they are dipping into obviously mm. the books, the animations, and the movies to get yes. characters to get the story going. Mm. So obviously, like I said, Bogotana, Ahsoka, uh, Marshall. And they're keeping very accurate to the extended canon as well. Like with Ahsoka, they actually have her using those like the white blade like lightsabers that she uses. It's, that, that's got a lot of like meaning in Star Wars. It's and I've got dark saber as well, and all the lore that comes with that. It's ironic because it's being Mandalorian, very heavily connected. It's a good way. Yeah, because there's a lot. There's a lot more talking of Mandalorian yes. this because obviously it's not just Mandalorian here. Obviously. Standing, showing a, a child that can't talk. Bo-Katana's here with her, obviously, mm-hmm. her people. And her story. And obviously you got Boba Fett. That's mm-hmm. the big one. The one that was teased at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, technically speaking, Boba Fett 
was mm-hmm. in that one shot in the last series where obviously yeah. he rescued the assassin on player obviously by a mm-hmm. our favorite agent may um obviously that was that one shot of someone rescuing mm-hmm. it and it was all like oh who's this Ooh. who is it bit and you go it's boba fett all right spoil the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously in series two the first episode one of the last shots in the desert is someone standing there mysteriously mm-hmm. bald watching as it goes on and you're like oh who could that be and then you have to wait a good fucking like five episodes before you go, ah, yes. Boba Fett. But it's worth it when he t- it turns up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the fact that they're actually utilising the guy who played Jango Fett because mm-hmm. the idea of he's just a clone. Yeah. So it makes sense the fact just them to go, you know what, why don't we just use the guy that played Jango? Mm-hmm. And obviously he's older now. He's making him a bit... Just, we can do whatever we want because we never actually saw Boba unarmoured before. So, so we, we can do yeah, whatever the fuck we want. We never showed how old he is either. So it's... A good way of continuing his story as well, and it's a, he's the right thing to do because they are clones. They're all going to look and sound just like him, which is the reference mm-hmm. in the finale when Bo Katana says, "Yeah, I've seen many that look like you and sound like you. I've had that voice a long time, like for, for, many times." Yeah. And then obviously, he's like, "Well, this voice is going to be the last one you hear." Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's it, it's cool that they bring him into it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is to set up the big spin-off series, The Book of Boba Fett, which is the big end credit scene for the AKA this series. AKA 2.5. Well, the first three episodes, the first four episodes are at least The Book of Boba Fett. And yeah. then it becomes The Mandalorian 2.5 mixed with The Book of Boba Fett for the finale to round it all out. It's like they've got all we continue with Boba Fett, but I had Pedro Pascal, we had Boba Fett in that one. Yeah, okay, and then it's like they completely forgot about Boba. I don't remember. Oh shit, Boba. Let's put him at the end. It's like with that series. Oh, actually, there's no point me getting into that because I can get into that and we actually eventually cover Boba Fett. Makes no sense to me. If. Well, you want to watch Mandalorian Series 3, don't you? Well, I want to watch those. Not tough? Because I want to be like, I want to be like Mandalorian. He just has no idea what the fuck's going on. Tough? Or if... Yeah, but they explain it to him. But they don't, you don't just see it on screen because there's no point in you explaining it on screen because you've already explained it for three episodes. So you're going to be less off information-wise than The Mandalorian is. Story of my life. <laughs> True. You are dumb. Um, we could watch it now, so I've no idea what the fuck's going on. So. True. Uh, but yeah, obviously, I know you, one thing when we're watching, you point out the fact that mm-hmm. there's a lot of shots that just remind you of the movies, like, mm-hmm. like the TIE fighter shots and the like, space shots. Cuts, it's mostly the one that stuck out for me is when Boba's in... His ship and the ship's rattling around. And he's rattling with it. It's very at like close to like when Darth Vader was in his ship. And like you see the cuts of in the small compartment. It just he, him, the shoulder shot and stuff. And that's like one of the ones that mostly stuck out for me as well. The, the special effects are pretty damn good, specifically obviously yeah. with the ships. Uh, a lot, like it's also very similar to what they used to look like, but more modernized. Like yeah. the stun. Stormtrooper's done. The little rings. Yeah. Mm. And he's getting his little go go little handcuffs on. He's uh, bullying all the stormtroopers. <laughs> that was like one of the best moments, just him bullying them. Like, yeah, fuck you, fuck you. And I love it that the Moff Gideon's just like, just letting it happen. Yeah, like, like, he, he could go in and stop it, but obviously I think he knows the fact that he's not strong yeah, enough to keep it going. I think it's like he wanted to see how strong it was and how long it'll last. So he just let, let these two mm. stormtroopers get their ass whooped. 
But I did like, obviously, there's a lot of throwbacks to the last series. A lot of mm-hmm. characters coming back, even if it's like a minor character, like you point at the blue guy from the very first yes. shot of the series. The, the very first, the like, bounty. bounty you see. Obviously, he's now working with um, the one who issued the bounty. The first yeah, obviously, uh, that mm. ca- that character. Obviously, that character. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his fucking name. He, has, he, was, he wasn't in the last few episodes. He was only in like mm. one episode of this. Car- I know his name's Carl Webbers in real life, mm. but I can't remember his name in fucking this show. Obviously, the um, June, is it June? Cara Dune. yeah. She obviously becomes a ma- the marshal of this. Because they were place. setting up her own spin off series, obviously, the, uh, Until, uh, the New Republic spin off series, and it just yeah. never happened because of, you know, political stuff. Oop. But yeah, it's like a. This is like, I say, that character comes mm. back. Um, the guy from the prison. They expand one as well. Yeah. The. Make you basically feel more from it. So the blue yeah, guy like, in the first mm. episode, he was literally just a bounty. A bounty. We had no it, idea what it, what it was. You didn't know really much mm-hmm. about him. But then this time around, they actually added a bit more to him, like yeah. explaining why he was a bounty. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, and then showing obviously him being redeemed and like mm-hmm. he's actually capable of you know defending himself and stuff like that. Just like the the ball guy, and he knows and he knows a lot more. Mm. Information then he let looks like yes. he let on at some part times, and so then they bring back the guy from the prison uh, mm-hmm. escape episode. It's uh, a Bill Bur- redemption, yeah, him. Bill Burr's character, and mm-hmm. they say it's a proper redemption he's arc. A, with in, him. That, in that one, he was a dickhead. He, you hated him, yeah, especially uh, like, how he was mm. being a, it's like a knob to obviously Mando, yes. Grogu, and they say in this one, it's the redemption arc of him helping mm-hmm. Mando get what he wants so he can get his mm-hmm. child back. And it's a, it is a really nice moment, and obviously, he's, it, as I say, it's quite funny the fact that mm. the only reason he's in this show is literally just for the fact that John Favreau thought it'd be funny to cast someone that hates Star Wars, and now he's like a big part of this show <laughs> for the fact that obviously he's the reason that he's now basically one of the allies. Yeah, that, and he's the reason obviously they knew where Moff Gideon is yes. because they obviously they, they have to use mm-hmm. his ex like uh, Stormtrooper mm. alliance to basically get where they need to go. Mm-hmm. And you know they became the king of stormtroopers at that point after that one scene. <laughs> All stormtroopers like, yeah, whoa, this guy's the king because he can actually shoot fucking straight and not miss every single shot. <laughs> Surely at that point they should have realised. Wait on, a man. minute, we, think, we care, name. <laughs> I think he's never took that fucking helmet off until now. He does. But also, there's a lot of new characters while well, they're yes. introducing a lot of new worlds as well. Mm-hmm. That you've never really seen before. It's more world building. That like one that, that episode with Ahsoka, which is very like yes, like an Asian type town. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, a lot of the, the sort of buildings are very Asian like. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the people there are clearly Asian, Obviously, but I mean, yeah. the buildings are very, it's very inspired. It's not directly. Yeah, like, it's oh, very, this is China. It's very like it's inspired. At, mm-hmm. Like say like I'd say it's inspired like but kind of like feudal Japan. Yeah, it's a bit like um, the Avatar kind of anime. It's like where it takes all different in ex, ex, ex parts of different like Asian cultures and puts it into one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely very heavy on the like ancient China as well, though. But it's like there was bits of Japan into it, and there was a good, a big good mix, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she obviously the leader of that place has the Beskar spear, spear. which obviously helps to deal with the dark saber. Yeah. Obviously, Baskar can counteract 
and it's the one weapon Kyber crystal. that obviously fucking Mando can actually mm-hmm. wield properly because you don't really see it in this, but mm-hmm. obviously when the next series comes out, you see that he's actually struggling to use that saber. Mm-hmm. It, it's a real struggle. It's heavy for him. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you have to be there's a certain way you have to wield it, mm-hmm. uh, if I remember correctly, and you kind of you have to. Be, it's it's confusing, but obviously that's why some people are able to wield it better. Mm-hmm. I Moff Gideon can wield it really good. Bo-Katan can wield mm-hmm. it really good. Whereas it's showing that he he's still learning in mm-hmm. uh, the next in the Boba Fett series. He's still learning to yeah. use it, and even into the current series, he's still struggling mm-hmm. uh, to wield that blade. But obviously, that's then over this course he'd actually learn to use properly. Mm-hmm. But it is quite it is quite cool the fact that you have to win that in combat. You can't just like give it to someone. Obviously, yeah, they can pick it up and use it, but in the eyes of everyone, mm-hmm. it means nothing. Because obviously, Dark said it means you're King of Mandalore or mm. Queen. Um, like, because they could always say, "Oh, beat it in combat," get to instead. But the other two, would they will know and they will affect them because they 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 respect the tradition. So they like well. We have to follow him, not you. Yeah, and even she knows that. And that's why she like refuses follow you. Refusing, that's why she's mm. very pissed off of him. Uh, going into obviously Mandalorian series three. You know, she should she should have told him beforehand because yeah. she never explained it to if him. If you win this saber in combat, it will be yours. Try not to fight him. <laughs> I feel like that's why mm. Moff Gideon. He knew he can't. Yeah, obviously. I think he knew deep down that he would lose in combat against mm-hmm. Mandalorian, and that's why he initiated the he combat. For it. He knew the fallout. He he might be able to get out of this by them bickering and fighting mm-hmm. with each other, and obviously then the dark troopers get involved, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna win this easily now." Yeah, because the idea is obviously, if she fights him and kills him, get the saber back. He can then get defeat her, get the saber. It's like he's already he's already beat mm-hmm. him once. He's already whipped. clearly got the saber. He yeah. can do it. And if he actually kills her, like Mando kills her instead, the other two will probably turn on him in combat. Obviously, yeah, but one, mm-hmm. one, just one, just one. The guy wasn't there, was he? It was just a woman. Oh yeah, I forgot. The guy just wasn't there for no reason. Just disappeared. Yeah, just just those girls. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> it's the Pedro Force. Yeah. It's just that like scene from Avengers Endgame. Just be like, I can't get involved. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, he was doing the distraction, wasn't he? Flying around, blasting, mm-hmm. dropping the, the classic fucking uh, explosive. That... Boom! That's just like... When you drop that, it's like... He does it again in the fucking his own series. I was wondering why he had a massive reaction. Mmm. <laughs> um, Yoda. Mmm. <laughs> Big Bonnet! Don't know, I know what! Not just because Pedro Pascal was there. Yes! He's face. <laughs> and so you get to see a bit more in this one. Yes. You get to see it in two episodes, whereas last mm. time it was just a finale to say it for. This one is the last but one and the finale mm-hmm. to say it for. But this. Obviously, the last one, when it happened, the first series, more of the case of it kind of had to happen. Yes. Um. No, it's like no one saw it, so he wasn't like an outcast anymore. The only man to it. Yeah, uh, obviously. 
this one when it comes to him having to like, take mm. love. Like the first one, he kind of had to. Mm-hmm. But again, the same as the last series, he kind of had to take it off because mm-hmm. you know he needs to scan his face, and it was very much like it was very much alerting everyone. Yeah, I think someone's trying to hack this terminal. Uh, I think someone should come check this guy out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, then the second time is more of like he wanted to. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. he was forced to. He wanted to, to show Grogu the true face mm-hmm. before Grogu went off with a very dodgily CGI Luke. Um, because that was the, that that was like the, that's probably the weakest CGI yeah, in the series like... is is Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously they use Mark Hamill's body and mm-hmm. then just de-aged him CGI and everything. It's fine when he doesn't talk. It's when he talks that's what ruins it because you can tell it's like him talking. That's, that's the that's the thing. Obviously, I know de de-aging is like a big thing in Hollywood at the moment in terms yes. of like CGI. But you've seen it but, really good, especially with Disney. You've seen Disney do it really thing is, well. I think the difference is though, when it comes to that, they're not de-aging them heavily, heavily far back. Like you'd fit, you kind of think it is, but it's mm-hmm. not really. Like they're just making them look a bit younger. Whereas yeah. this, I mean, it's Mark a, Hamill looks completely different. It's a massive change from now to then to mm-hmm. Mark Hamill, and like they're literally going back to how he looked in the fucking like seventies and eighties. Whereas, like, if you look at what they did with Sam Jackson and Michael Douglas, mm-hmm. it's more the case of they're going back to how they looked, like, the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, th- th- this is, like, a step further back than those ones. So I feel like that kind of is why a bit it looks that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was obviously they didn't put all the budget into this. Because a lot more of their budget went into the other stuff. So maybe they didn't put as much budget mm-hmm. into this. I know they fixed it ever so slightly in Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so Mandalorian 2.5 part of the series. Yeah. They fixed it... They fix it a bit in that, but it's still the case of it's there's so many better ways to approach this. Obviously, I mean, Mark Hamill pointed it himself. He was like, I want my uh, surrogate son, uh, Sebastian Stan, to do it. Like, that would have made sense because there's no CGI involved. Mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan kind of looks very similar to Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Bit of makeup here and there. And there you go. You got a fucking Luke Skywalker. You'd probably make him, like, he'd probably, probably be easier to alter his face to look like. Mark Hamill, then to de-age Mark Hamill from so many years. Like obviously, not only is he age-wise, but like size-wise, his face definitely has changed. Like yeah, size and I think the, to, I think the mm. shots of him fighting—that's a stunt double. Mm-hmm. But then I think the shot of him standing still, if I'm credit, that's Mark Hamill. Yes. Um, and obviously that's when they just put de-age on, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Was it? But some of the, some of the shots are more like the upper body. But the full body shots, I think, is the stunt double. When it's more just like the, the upper body like, mm, and the, the face, mm-hmm. that's when they use, like, obviously, Mark Hamill. Because, obviously, it's a bit different in terms of using Mark Hamill for most mm-hmm. shots because he's not as slim as uh, yeah. Luke, used to, Luke was back in the day. So it'd be very blatantly obvious that it's, it's the, just the, D, the uh, CGI Mark Hamill. Hang on. That's old Mark Hamill from the new Star Wars films. Basically. It, 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 I mean, the sequence itself is really mm-hmm. fucking well done. The music, the atmosphere, like mm-hmm. everything about it is so good until you see the CGI face, yes. and that's when it just goes, ooh. But that entire scene, though, is very, like, very reminiscent of Anakin. From the hood. Yes. From just destroying everything. And the way it enters the door with the, like, the lightsaber glow and stuff, a lot like Darth Vader in, obviously, Rebels and Rebels. Rogue One. That's the one. I was going to say, 
Not Rebels. I mean, he's in Rebels, but... Because they are. They are, completely. But yeah, and obviously, and you obviously have R2 making his little cameo who recognises the Yoda species and gets really excited when he sees Grogu. I'm surprised they didn't have, he didn't like fucking shit himself. Obviously, I remember like the first time he Yoda saw kept beating him with the stick. Yeah, and he shit himself, didn't he? He was like, wow! And if you watch the Family Guy version, uh, fucking it's Cleveland, isn't it? It's like, what the hell is that thing? So in the first land on the fucking swamp. It's Bob from Bob's Burger. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? And the guy who voices Bob in Archer mm. and I have to do them at some point, the fucking Family Guy ones, because the, the Family Guy Star Wars ones oh, are just like fucking... They're peak Family Guy, the Star Wars mm-hmm. ones are. Like, you are basically watching Star Wars, but you're watching... A slim them... down, more comedic take. Yeah, more of a parody. Yeah. Much shorter parody mm. on the source material. But it still gets the main story across. Oh, yeah, definitely. It still, it still feels like Star Wars. Yeah. It's just they're taking the piss. Exactly. So we'll have to do that at some point. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to watch them again. That's kind of why. Um, but yeah, it's like up to that, that whole sequence, apart from the CGI, mm-hmm. is like a really standout sequence. Um, I mean, there's a few really good sequences in this series. I mean, the crate Dragon fight is really yes. good. That spider fight in uh, the, the ice place is really mm-hmm. good. Um, the fight we, we see the shots Boba as doing... Um, the, the Boba fight when he's sand. using this, the Sand People mm-hmm. technique. That's really well done. So obviously, that's him coming back. And being Boba, mm-hmm. um, obviously, when you're seeing the other Mandalorians for the first time, is really good sh- uh, sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, the battle, obviously, when fucking when the when they're trying to get into the Imperial base on that fucking mm-hmm. that ship, and obviously Mando's fighting the those fucking pirates that keep jumping on. That's mm-hmm. pretty decent, like high stake thing. Especially when that one shot of like all the pirates like putting their grenades, yeah, clicking their grenades, which you've already seen. When you click it, they go off eventually. But it's just like, why are you clicking it that far back? Are you gonna throw it at him? I mean, he could probably like just like catch him and throw him back at you. It's just like, mm-hmm. why are you clicking on there? But pirates are a bit dumb. That's nice. What's that? The Ahsoka fights. Oh, the Ahsoka yeah. fights are really de- decent. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got the the small standoff between obviously the Mandalorian and the uh, the guy from Aliens, um, mm-hmm. the one who's basically the bodyguard of um, the one that Ahsoka wants to fight. There's that yes. little standoff where obviously you get to the the classic western, obviously the mm. hand. Because obviously Star Wars is a western. Yeah. Because there's, there's a few references to that in this series. I mean, the first mm. episode alone. Yeah, he's literally just. There's like literally that one shot of a mug. sheriff. I'm going to obviously uh, mm. take back what is basically mm. this armor because you you, the armor doesn't belong to you. And obviously they have that little standoff before the Crate Dragon arrives. Mm. I mean, so, it's very classic western, the idea of here's like these cowboys and then he's got the Native Americans but it's like space it's like you've got the whole mm-hmm. cowboy gun sort of standoff yes and on top of that you also have like sort of like the samurai style mm-hmm. fighting with the lightsabers and obviously mm-hmm. uh, the dark saber and stuff like that yeah it's always been like a it's always been a western slash samurai kind of film but sci-fi yeah it's got the it's the western in terms of the gunslingers mm-hmm. but in terms of like the Jedi's now it's more samurai based why the Jedi's are very like Asian and they wear robes, inspired, and stuff, like, robes, robes and stuff. These swords, obviously the whole like using the mind, like sort of as that their strongest weapon. That's why the fight styles are very like obviously samurai styled. Whereas like the gunslingers are always very, very wild west, yeah, inspired. 
like they're always having like standoffs and like mm. turning around and like one shot in each other. Why there's always like it's always mostly always set in Tatooine. It has that sort of desert Western style. Western yeah. style. There's always a bar to have the whole saloon kind of yeah. vibe. Mm. And it's always gonna be some outlaws, it's always gonna be like someone as the sharpshooter kind of person. Like, yeah, like the one that comes into Boba yeah. Fett, the uh, blue guy, mm. uh, Cobb Vane or something like that. Well, mm-hmm. Cobb Vane or something like that. The like one that's got like a very cowboy inspired. He's the one who's got the hell, hat and obviously yeah. the one who's got the fucking, very, very. He's got head. the tubes on his neck, which is basically mm. there to stop him from basically being forced choked by Jedi. Yes, he's from Clone Wars Rebels, I can't remember. One of the, uh, the animated Clone ones. Wars, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, Clone Wars. He's the one. He's the one that's trained by Django. Mm-hmm. Django trained him up, which is why obviously he mm-hmm. comes into Boba Fett series because. Wait, I know you. <laughs> yeah. Even if they do underutilize him heavily in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, that just shows you how much stronger Boba is now compared to how he was. Oh, definitely. But you know, we're not talking about that because that's another series. Mm-hmm. That's Mandalorian two point five. I mean, the book of Boba Fett. Um. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 definitely. See, I, I think I prefer this series because it adds more lore to it. Yes, there's more lore. We get to see more of like Grogu, like learning more about his, the Force and stuff, and we see actual Jedi's and the fact that as well we do see live and live action like Soko live action of all the other like pe- people from the animated stuff, and you're like, oh my God, I remember watching all these, and it's like it's cool. Like, I, I I never watched the Rebels, but I watched the Clone Wars, and obviously Ahsoka was like I watched more Rebels. I watched more Rebels and Clone Wars. Mm. Rebels like, was good. Like Ahsoka was like the best part of it. Like Obi Wan was the best of them all, but you know, it's everyone. Fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. Fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. But yeah, it it definitely feels like a step up mm-hmm. for the fact that yeah, it, it's just him going quest after quest after quest. Yeah, but. I just say the first series more the fact that he was just on the quest to basically just protect Grogu more than anything. Yes. Whereas this time it's the quest of I need to learn more about Grogu. Mm-hmm. I might need, I need to help him become you know, it's like, who he's meant to be. It's like the first two series of The Witcher. First one is the more un- like each episode is fairly unconnected, but it leads to like connected finale. Yeah. And then you've got the second series where it's a full... Him self. training serial. Yes. It's yeah. basically the same kind of concept. Yeah. But oh, God. We personally, done better. Screw... Screw off the fucking the new guy they've put onto it. Let's get, get Pedro Pascal to be rich. <laughs> we've, we've already established this uh, when we had Alex on. Pedro Pascal is a delivery man. He needs to be Death Stranding. <laughs> he needs to be Death Stranding. He needs to be... Witcher. Witcher. He needs to be the new Logan. We have to have X twenty three in it as well, though, to make it work. Because it has to be. And then we need to have the lone dad with. Then we need child. to have a new movie entirely mm. that's just called The Delivery Man. Definitely, and it's just about him working with Amazon. But it has also. Has but then to there's a, a child, child in the back of the van that he yeah. finds, and he's like, "I must mm. protect you and deliver yes. you to your intended destination." But at first, like, I don't want you. But then eventually, it grows on him, and it's like, "This is my child now." Yep. Yes, that's that's what needs to happen. Yep. But yeah, it it definitely feels the step up. As I say, I, I liked mm-hmm. pretty much how this show is going. Obviously, yes, it does feel again. It is like side quest after side quest, mm-hmm. but they're worth it. Like for the visuals, for the action, 
obviously the scene Grogu doing stupid ass shit. I mean, when he's oh, yeah, eating the fucking the frog lady eggs, mm-hmm. when he keeps stealing their babies and just eating them, it's so whoa, that's dark. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I brought my mum the the Funko Pop of that. It's like it's like the little egg fucking dome. Mm-hmm. And it's him stood next to it, obviously with a little egg in his hand. Uh, I think I brought that the one fucking Christmas on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. I brought that because that scene's just hilarious. Uh, obviously, him keep trying to steal that fucking little. Fucking ball again. Yes. That's like That's a, a good con- way of training him as well. A continuation from last series of mm-hmm. obviously him just keep trying to steal it from him and getting pissed off every time he gets mm-hmm. it taken off him. And for the macaroon. Like, like, yeah, when he steals the mac- uh, yeah, macaroons of mm-hmm. that fucking that kid, that kid. who's. It's, it's that one scene when he's like, he puts his hand out and the kid's just like, Go no. On. And then next minute the kid looks back and he's like, at the whole packet going, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> it's just it's such a little shit I mean the fact that the whole spider sequence is his fault because he yeah. eats the baby spider and then tells his dad like dad there's some monsters there because oh. he's, he's a very hungry child and because he wants to eat those eggs but couldn't have them he's like well I'm going to try to eat these then because he's also look like yes. eggs and obviously then there's monsters I mean that whole bit with the fucking octopus and that little octopus that gets him on the face and he's like stop playing with your food <laughs> and later on there's a weird like massive like alien looking yes. octopus and next minute fucking he's just he's eating it he's just like fucking perfect <laughs> he's just like he's just the best thing with this show he's just so fucking hilarious mm-hmm. oh I'm so happy that they they like, they carry on with him in the next series, because they're gonna, of course, they're gonna carry on with him. He's, he gets, he's, like, he's their biggest he get, selling point. He really. gets so much better at each series. Mm. That's what I love about him. Like in Boba Fett, he doesn't do too much really. It's more Mandalorian than him. Obviously, there mm. is the episodes focusing on him being trained, but it's more Mandalorian than him. Obviously, mm. his big point is in the finale, which is quite cute and humorous. But obviously, in the next series, there is a few really funny moments with him that I really love. It's, there definitely are. Just going, you know what? Let's just go even more funny with this character. Let's just add like some very humorous moments just to get it going. I mean, the fact that fucking Carl Weathers' character when they first go back to the planet in the ser- mm-hmm. this series, he's like instantly in his arms. He's like, okay, this is the guy that wanted him dead at one point. Like, he wanted to basically trade him for basically his people, and now mm-hmm. he's like his his granddad or his uncle. Like, oh, you alright, mate? Has he been treating you well? Like, <laughs> let's put you in school, shall we? Like, it's just. It's just fucking great. Uh, everyone loves him. Like obviously, even the fucking mm-hmm. the prisoner guy from the first series who they say was being arsehole yeah. to him. Even here, at one point, it's like, I hope you get your kid back. Mm-hmm. Like that 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 shows that obviously his arc. Because mm-hmm. like, like during the first series, everyone just thought oh, it's his pet. Now people starting to realize it's not a pet; it's a child. It's his child. But even Ahsoka, that one, that one bit yeah. where she's fighting, obviously Mando, and he's like, I'm he's like Ahsoka Tana, Boca Tana sent me, and he's like. Oh, she's like, oh, uh, well, he's like, he's like, I just want to talk. And she goes, well, I hope it's about him. And just behind is him standing there. And in that bit when he's on yeah. the rock as well, he's going, hum. He's like got the fucking, fucking huge fucking the pillar. The and he's like, light down. You know, Manda keeps trying to break into it. And he's like, okay, okay, stay here. I'm going to protect you. And as soon as he falls off. off <laughs> yeah, like, it's just. It's, it's it, and obviously the thing with obviously he's forced throwing all the fucking stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. He's got the little handcuffs on. It's just. He's just so fucking perfect. It's, mm-hmm. It just sums up this this series. It's definitely Star Wars' his biggest thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, obviously, I say like the old movies are great. Obviously, Rogue mm-hmm. One's great. Uh, the prequels are a mixed bag, and the then the sequels good. are a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Like the prequels and sequels are both mixed bag. Yeah. It's only the original trilogy that mm-hmm. was really 
a kind of like a decent like mm. height. And I say Rogue One was obviously the, the big difference in terms mm-hmm. of that bringing it back to that sort of quality. Mm-hmm. Solo was kind of more in the line of the prequels. Um, trying to do what the Rogue One did, but completely changing characters. And... Well, I definitely think this is their biggest mm-hmm. thing. Like this is their uh, magnum opus. Definitely. I mean, in I terms think... of, in terms of the mm-hmm. show, obviously, I forgot last time we spoke about this. Because I'm referenced, obviously, the fact Obi Wan and Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned the fact that they were let down. They were like, Obi Wan. The concept should have been would have been great. They just didn't. The fact do that it we is... brought like obviously the best like incarnation of fucking Obi Wan we've ever seen. Really, like, the best and they one. even brought characters from the animated yes. shows again in terms of rebels. Mm-hmm. And they Main just villain and, stuff. and they just didn't do execute it right. And same with Boba mm-hmm. Fett. Boba Fett just didn't know if it wanted to be Mandalorian or Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, I didn't mention Andor, which yes, obviously was the prequel one. to Rogue One, which is definitely up there. It's probably the second best live action Star mm. Wars series out of these four. Easily, it's up there for me. It's like one of the best ones. It was so fucking good. Um, and I can't wait for series two because I know series two is the last series. They're only mm-hmm. doing two series because they can't really do too much because, you know, they're going to. Eventually, it goes Rogue, into Rogue, Rogue One, one which is the films. Mandalorian, they can do kind of a, bit, a fair bit because. It's set after the f- yeah. films, but before the like the sequels. But the sequels are a long time afterwards. I'm saying that with Andor, it's like yeah. uh, it's the one show that's not Tatooine. Like mm-hmm. it's other places, which is eventually I'll go to Tatooine. But yeah, eventually, eventually, it, 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 Star Wars it always goes back to Tatooine, no matter um, what you do. But yeah, it's, it's I, I definitely I want I want to talk about it at some mm-hmm. point Andor because. You know, it's one that I think you'd like. It's very much for spy type series, like espionage, mm-hmm. and as I say it sets up Rogue Wrong. One. Heck, Andy Circus is in it. He's in it as like a new character. Mm. So obviously, he's already in the Star Wars universe as Snoke, but now he's yeah. got like a humanoid character. He's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, but for me, obviously, Mandalorian does still beat Andor, but mm. Andor is still better than the other two shows that we've got. But still, this show is just... Love it. I, I, can, I, can, I can even be blind and ignore the uh, the dodgy CGI Luke. What, what CGI Luke? I can just hear Mark Hamill talking. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. This show is a 10 out of 10. That's what I'm giving it. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. Mm. Perfection. Apart from, you know, that CGI. But again, what CGI? I can't see CGI. I'll give it a, the new rating of 10 Pedro Pascals. What, are you going to say Grogu's? No, it's 10 Pedro Pascals ten. out of 10 Pedro Pascals. Are you telling me I've got to fucking do what to be the Jeff Goldblum and just like fucking oh, yeah, a, golden, a golden fucking Pedro? Yes, I want to do a golden Pedro. Okay. So you're giving it a 10 out of 10? Yeah, I think it'll be 10 out of 10. So you like this more than the first series? Definitely. You get more with it. Also, mostly... Soka, as it gets straight into it, but the first one, especially the problem was it was it took a while to get fully into it. But this is pretty much from the get go. Yes, straight into it. You see more from other extended media, so it's there's more connected, more in depth, and blue sick Rogo. So yeah, totally. Okay. I mean, never never um felt the thought of another film. Pedro's gonna do. Three, pe- three Pedro's and the baby. 
Three Pedros and a baby. It's just, it's just all look, three different Pedro Pascals. From different from different movies. Yeah. So you got Mandalorian Pedro Pascal, you got Joel Pedro Pascal, yeah. and you got uh, Game of Thrones Pedro Pascal. The one from fucking um Oh, he did that film that one he did that film with fucking um when he's a superhero. Mm-hmm. The one with uh, the guy who made Spy Kids. Uh, mm. we can be heroes. But, but instead And he's he, he's got a daughter in the there. Best, we missed the best one. Right. So each one's gonna have their own little child. Yeah, so obviously, Joel's gonna have Ellie. Obviously, fucking man's gonna have Grogu. And this one, Pedro Pascal, have Nicolas Cage. <laughs> this is Charles. <laughs> but no, he has a kid in that. Uh, we can be heroes because she's got su- she's got superpowers. She's got superpowers as well. Because then the world got powers. Because mm-hmm. Ellie's immune to yeah, Nicolas Cage has got powers El- too. Ellie's immune to uh, a virus. Grogu's got the force, and this other one's got. Yes. I can't remember what superpower she's got. She's uh, got some sort of superpower. Ellie's got a tumour. <laughs> Grogu is just a Yoda. So he's got the Force anyways. And then you've got Nicolas Cage, whose power is... He's Nicolas Cage. He can turn into any... The power of he can turn into, He can turn into any Nicolas Cage he wants. It includes the... Um, Save Man that never came out. He can, t- he can become any Nick Cage. <laughs> That's his power. Um... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, so obviously two tens mm. give Mandalorian series two the Shattercave overall rating of mm. ten Pedros out of ten Pedros. Yeah, ten out of ten. It's very blatant. I said ten and ten. <laughs> um, okay, uh, MVP still Pedro. You didn't give it to Pedro last time. Mm-hmm. You got Grogu last time. Mm. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm going to give it to Pedro this Pedro time. Pedro, you see more because it's a bit more emotion with him yes. Grogu compared to he last series. He becomes more of an actual father to him. Yeah. And also, you see his face more, and there's consequences to like, his like, actions. What he's done, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, Pedro Pascal. Mm. Okay, say... Pedro Pascal. So yeah. Okay. Uh, he, mm. he joins the elite club of uh, going from runner up to MVP. Yes. That includes Gal Gadot for Batman vs Superman, where she was runner up, and then she was MVP for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And I think it's another one we did. We don't talk about the second one. No, we don't. I think there's another one we did where like, someone went from runner-up to MVP in like, the space mm-hmm. of like two films. Um, okay, uh, runner-up. I mean, either Grogu or Boba. I'll let you decide. Which one do you think? Grogu was, Grogu was funny in it. I think it was a good setup for Boba. I think. We didn't see more of it. The... You had this, the first episode, it's like the teaser, like, it's Boba's armour. Is that Boba Fett? No, it's a random fucking guy. And then you actually get to Boba, and he finally gets the armour. You get the shift, the classic shift. I think, I'd say him, because obviously he does a lot more in the series, and I think it helps. Mm-hmm. Grogu still would be close, definitely. Especially for the Stormtrooper scene, but I think... It's a good, it's a good yes. return for a character that hasn't been seen since mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Favorite moment for me? It's literally the, the scene when he fought, Boba finally gets his armor because mm-hmm. he's been fighting this entire episode without armor, using his yes. stand trooper technique with his fucking staff, mm-hmm. and then he like you think it's all over, and he just comes down. He stood there with a fucking mm-hmm. fully armored up, obviously a mixture of his armor and his new sort of outfit he's got on that obviously yes. the blackness on him. And obviously, then he's using obviously mm-hmm. the fucking his rocket missiles in his leg. He's using his fucking blasters on his arms. He's using his weapon, obviously mm-hmm. his staff, and he's obviously his big missile. Because I mean, the thing went obviously pops down in his fucking eye, the the track yes. in the fucking just like the old missile classics. fire. Is just like that sequence is so good. Mm-hmm. 
I say, if it wasn't for the Dodger Sea Giant in the finale, that would definitely have been up there. Uh, and I think the Crate Dragon scene's definitely up there for me as well. But I yeah. definitely think it's the Boba Fett big mm. reveal of him back in mm. the armor is what gets it for me. I think for me, I'd say the scene where Grogu is literally beating the shit out of the Stormtroopers because it's a good show of what his potential is. This is his potential. Yeah. Closer than up there would have been Luke's scene before the, the CGI. CGI. Yeah. The actual, like, very similar to Anakin and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's the CGI that. Yeah, I think for the, C- for the CGI. Yeah. Yeah, but I think for that one, because you get to see the potential of yeah. Grogu, but you also see, like, not ready yet for that yeah. level of yeah. what Yoda was like. Because obviously Yoda is, like, one of the most strongest, like, Force users. It, you get to see, like, Grogu can become yeah. just like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but that pretty much covers it. Um... Uh, yeah, uh, put your thoughts on Mandalorian Series 2 in the comments mm-hmm. below and uh, what are you thinking so far of Series 3? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you think they should have done it, uh, it is a good question. Do you think they should have not uh, they should have done Mandalorian Series 3 as what it is and then Series 4 be the current series and not just jump into both that series and hijack his entire show? Yeah, Did, there's your question. Did they butcher Boba in terms of his own show? I gotta admit, I'd think it would have been better to have keep Boba as part of Mandalorian and not his own show. Like that is that that have plot... like episodes where it's like flashbacks. Like that plot line mm-hmm. is within Mandalorian anyway. Like that yes. that's not in the book of Boba. That's like the Mandalorian series three. Part of, yeah, and obviously he's explained to Mando, mm-hmm. or even obviously uh, his new assassin, mm-hmm. uh, how he got to what he was. Yeah, like because that's what they do really with it, that one. Like he sees stuff. Like, it's usually when he's in his like, chamber regenerating. That's when he mm-hmm. has visions of the past when he was fighting and whatnot. Yes. That's how they pretty much did it with that. But, you know, they just kind of backtracked him in the end for Manda. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So, that is that. Um, obviously, do check out the first series review we did. Uh, they did that a few weeks ago, which was an interesting conversation. And, you know, we have spoken many times about Pedro Pascal's The Delivery Man. Yes. And that, we did that one video of Alex. Basically. About gaming. He's quite big right now, Pedro yeah. Pascal is. You can go check that out. Mm. Obviously, we spoke about The Last of Us in that. Yes, which um, is basically the same. Yes, very much. Um, and so you can check out any of our podcasts we've done up to mm. this point. Even the really old ones, which aren't the exact same format as this. But, you mm. know, it's still an interesting listen. Because, they're, you know, us getting used to... I mean, we talked about other Star Wars stuff, like Obi-Wan. Yes, we did. We actually did the Obi-Wan trailer mm. talk, uh, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. so yeah you can check out all this other stuff on the channel uh, do like and subscribe obviously you can check mm-hmm. out the uh, podcast on Spotify iTunes uh, Amazon Music etc uh, etc et and obviously the video is on YouTube where you actually just dick around a bit more you with a Yoda mm-hmm. hat and me with the fucking uh, I'm blind I can't see Luke Skywalker's dodgy ass CGI mm-hmm. like, you can see more mm-hmm. stuff like that on the YouTube version but obviously if you don't want to see it visually you can just listen to it uh, yeah on Spotify and that, which is, you know, pretty much supporting us carrying on doing this. Uh, but yeah, obviously, we hope you enjoyed, and this has been the Chat Cave podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll see you next time. Bye.